one, two, three, four, five, Mary had a little lamb, and then she went south, and then this dirtbag, douchebag guy came, and he left her for, like, a younger man. Who are you talking about? Mary had a little lamb. My name is Cadillac Jack. I joined Atlanta Radio when I was 19 years old, put in a loyal 26 years. Welcome to my second act, where we talk about things that you're already talking about with family and friends, conversations about current events, pop culture, and music, plus every now and then some revealing and maybe even endearing stories about marriage, parenting, and personal growth, and the challenges that come with all three of the aforementioned topics. This taking creative license there. PT uh, remains on assignment. Doing what? Where is he? Preston Thompson, the producer of the My Second Act podcast, is absent. And uh, we're up to Donna. Okay. that we, we can't just end on that. Where is he? I have no idea. Is he in the witness protection program? No, he's working. He's working. PT has a full-time job. Again, he works at the, the Capitol in downtown Atlanta. All right. Well, I've got jobs and I've made it. Okay. My name is Donna. I'm Caddy's wife. Okay. Remember in a previous pod when I was talking about how I was into the digi games? Is that the Georgia Lottery? Thing? Yes. The little okay. Georgia Lottery, you know, digital games, which right. I've since found out many people are. And now I'm smart enough now to turn my volume off so that when I'm laying in bed beside you playing my digi games, it's not going ding, 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 or you are a loser. Flash it back to Vegas. Yeah. Like an ACM award broadcast junket trips. Yeah, like you need to replenish your lottery account. But anyway, so now I'm off the digi games and I'm on the doji train. Well, I don't know what that is. Well, I haven't wanted to tell you this, but I'm going to tell you. I'm going to come clean here on the podcast. Wonderful. Yes. So I've done that before too because you can't yell at me when I reveal something on the podcast because it would make you look horrible. What did you ever reveal? Um, my, My speeding ticket. Oh, tickets. oh, yes. Tickets, go, go back to one All of those right. episodes. Okay. So I have, I have a little Robin Hood account that I've had forever that has like some stock stuff in it. I've had it forever. Um, it doesn't have a lot. I, I don't know what, who Robin Hood is. Well, it's like a stock trading account. And okay. anyway, so I took $40 and I invested it probably six months ago in Bitcoin, you know, the cryptocurrency. Do you even know what cryptocurrency is? Uh, not really. Okay. I, I kind of, but not really. All right. Well, anyways, it's like, it's just cryptocurrency. I, I can't even begin to try to explain to you people what it is, but most people who are listening know. And I guarantee you, there are a lot of people who are listening right now who are like, I've done the same thing. So there's another one called Dogecoin. And then there's another one called Shiba Nu. And it's named after Elon Musk from Tesla's dogs. And these things are not regulated. If you ask your stockbroker, they're going to be like, no, 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 no. Don't do cryptocurrency because it is so up and down. Like, you have to be in it for the long haul. But I invested $40. So you're going to say 30 Well, there's a fee. I mean, like, there's a, you know, okay. there's a little fee. So anyways, and now. What are you up to? Well, I'm up to $71. And how long? Three months. All right, fantastic. But it's gone way up and then way down. And like one one Bitcoin is $61,000. So like I just have a portion of 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 a portion. But anyway, these crazy ones like Shiba Nu and Diba Doo. They and sound like strange. Donkey Doo. Like 
they're very risky, but like you can make a ton of money quick or long or whatever. But the problem. But, but doesn't that also mean though that you can lose a ton of money yes. real quick? Okay. So that has to just be like money you, you don't care about. <laughs> okay. well, we, we have none of that. That's why it's $40, $30 right. with fees. But anywho. Where are we going with this? Well, I'm getting ready to land this plane. So you, the, there are people who have made millions of dollars who got into this early. Probably people that are listening right now that have made so much money on this um, that everybody like, and you keep hearing about it so much that you have FOMO for like, you know, cryptocurrency. You have, I'm going to come up with a new term. It's going to be called Chromo because it's like cryptocurrency FOMO because everybody's talking about, like, do you have any, what do you have? Do you have, you know, Bitcoin? Do you have Shiba Nu? Do you have Doji Do? Who who is asking? Everybody's this? talking really? about it. Yes, I have, I have not had a single person ask me. About okay, well, every everyone in my circles is talking about right. it, and so I'm hoping it's going to go way way up, and then you won't see us again. Like it'll just who, be who's us? Me and you, you okay. and I, okay. you right. and I. I, I have to ask. Yeah, and then it'll just be like they'll have to put in some kind of like sounder on the podcast, like they've gone. Like they'll just play Montgomery Gentry that song, gone. Gone like a freight train, gone like a brace parade. Yeah, and you'll know that we hit it big in the Shima New. Okay. How soon could that happen? Well, we don't have a big enough stake to make a ton of money, but I could tell, I'm going to tell you not on the podcast, I'm going to tell you offline two people that I know that have made millions of dollars. Donna, Donna Choke. Like people that you know, know, like good friends? Not good friends, people you know. I'm going to tell you two. Like celebrities? Nope. All right. We'll pick this conversation back up next episode. Well, send us, like, email us or call us on the voicemail if you if you got some Shiba New Digidude. The number is 770-464-6024. Comes straight to my iPhone, all right? Send a text, send a voicemail, whatever you'd like. If you're listening on Upload Day, thank you for that. Today is Thursday, November 11th. Today's Veterans Day. It is both a state and federal holiday. And... Veterans Day began in 1926 and was founded as an annual day to remember all U.S. military veterans past and present. Veterans Day today. And we, of course, salute Mr. Al Rowe, who is, can someone bring the hounds in? I know. Um, Mr. Al Rowe is your mother, Harriet Tykert, Nana's. Companion. Live-in boyfriend. Yes. Who's 101 and a half years old. Yes. I'll be 102 in January, right? Yeah. Yes, and the other day I was over there, and he was sleeping. This is my favorite thing. He was in his pajamas because it was like they were getting ready. To, they had it was seven o'clock at night, so they were you know the Braves are done. They've been right. staying up so late to watch the Braves. They're just exhausted. Spent. So he had like his pajamas bottoms, and they were all getting ready on the bottom. But he had his Patagonia jacket on the top, which I love. I love the fact that he wears his Patagonia jacket with his pajamas. Love it. Cracker Barrel is offering you a free slice of double chocolate fudge Coca-Cola cake today. If you're a veteran? If you're a veteran. There's a laundry list of, and I, I don't. You're mixed emotions on this. I, I am. I am. I Like, I wasn't even going to include this because I think that it takes away from Veterans Day the fact that you can, at Denny's today, uh, get a free Bill Drone Grand Slam from 5 a.m. to noon. For serving our country. Right. Yeah. Kind of, it kind seems of, kind of disingenuous. Yeah, so we're going to move on, actually. Well, but, I mean, probably some people who are veterans would say that they appreciate the, you know, the the nicety of it all and the fact that someone does think of them and, Good point. and Good offer point. them something. Here's what I'll do. I mean, it's like a hundred different places. 
that offer freebies and, and discounts. Uh, the Cadillac Jack podcast Facebook page. Go there. Uh, Duncan, you get a free donut of your choice. Einstein Brothers Bagels, a, a free hot or iced medium coffee. All right, now if They're I... Veteran, hang on, veteran state that they are a veteran. See, here's another thing going on. Mm-hmm. Many of these businesses, restaurants, what you know, uh, they make you present a photo ID that, that you're a veteran. Now, mm-hmm. does Mr. Al Rowe, at 101 and a half years old, does he have a military ID? No, but I think if you're that age, you do kind of let it go. I will tell you at the store that I work in, we give 10% off to veterans. Do you ask? I do ask, you know, if you have a card. And most of the time, I will say veterans are so amazing um, and they're very proud of their service as they should be that most people will say, hey, I have a, you know, I have my ID to show you. And I always say, you don't need to do that. And sometimes I'll even say something like, um, nobody would, you know, not tell the truth about that. You know what I mean? I think you'd be surprised. I think we'd be very surprised. But I, um, I don't know. I think it's one of those things that it's kind of tacky or distasteful to question it. But at the same time, you're right. People, people will do anything for a free bagel. Yeah. I think it's always interesting to look when you watch an award show like the CMA awards last night, if you're listening on upload day, 11, 11 to, to see who's seated with, with next to who and who's around who. And you'd be surprised to learn the politicking that goes on with seating charts at award shows to be seated around your friends. And, and more often than not, that doesn't happen. All right. But last night I thought it was interesting that Miranda Lambert and L King were seated next to one another. Remember the song that they had. I love this song. I wish it had done better on the chart. Um, they had a song called, uh, what was it? Drunk, uh, Drunk and I don't want to go, go home. We have it on our playlist. Um, Miranda Lambert and L. King, who is the daughter of Rob Schneider, there's just something to unpack later today if you didn't know that. They actually went out on the town in Nashville last night after the CMA Awards because they never had a chance to live out the song that they duetted on together. So last night they put it into a dry spell that um, began because L. King got pregnant shortly after the song was released. And so they never had an opportunity to to go out and celebrate. So they went out and tied one on. Yes, last night. In, in Nashville. Nashville. Um, I thought that uh, so many deserving awards. Here's what we're going to do. There's going to be a bonus episode, a third episode of the My Second Act podcast. It's going to drop this Saturday uh, around 9.10, I believe, about the time that the letter drops. If you already follow or subscribe to the My Second Act podcast, you do nothing. It's going to auto-download like, Episodes due on Tuesday and Thursday. We'll probably cap it at 30 minutes. We're going to record it here in just a little bit. But um, our take on the awards and uh, the winners and the losers, and not just the losers in categories where artists were nominated, but they did not win. Like, we're going to call out just losers in general. Okay, I'm not. I'm just going on. I'm not. You go right ahead. Like wacky outfits, and we saw plenty of those. We saw a lot of those. Also, some behind-the-scenes stuff. There's always interesting stuff that goes down in the bowels of the hallway of, you know, of where everything's taking place. Things that don't go off as planned, performances that aren't quite what they were set out to be. So, yeah, we'll tell you all the good stuff, all the behind the scenes. Well, and the bad stuff, too. That's the beauty yeah. of a podcast is you can just, you can uh, talk just what's on your mind, you know? Say whatever the hell you want. Hey, we're still on the hunt, uh, still on the hunt for a kidney for my cousin Ann. I just wanted to throw, out that, that, throw that out there. I was going to ask if we had any updates. No, not yet. And, and I realized that um, that's a big decision to make, you know? And maybe you're thinking about it, but... Uh, you know, I, I can't be upstaged by Cousin Jerry. 
who gave Ann uh, her first kidney that's now run its course. All right? Yeah. Yeah. Actually, what we need is we, oh, yeah, I hate to say this. We just need someone up to bat. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I, hopefully, well, hopefully they're a match. But, but we'll, they don't have to be, but, right? Oh, yeah, that's true. We just need someone who thinks they may want to do it, right? And then, and then potentially people that also do want to do it. But we just need a whole pool of candidates, don't you think? Yeah, several people. Yeah. Okay. All right. So uh, reach out if you are willing to part with a kidney. Santas are making about twelve percent more this holiday season, according to the Wall Street Journal. I just wanted to throw that out there. Do you know that I saw? Um, did you see my picture when I was taking Olivia for her? College tour up in Tennessee. We stopped at another Bucky's. I am now a double Bucky's veteran. I've been twice, actually four times if you count the two on the way and two on the way back. So Santa Claus was at Bucky's. He walked in with Mrs. Claus. In his official capacity? I'm going to send you my picture and you can include it in the letter of him going through the Bucky's in his little Santa Claus outfit. And Olivia, he got out of his little Santa mobile with his wife, Mrs. Claus. And I was like, hey, Santa. Hey, Santa. And she was like, Mom, what are you doing? Because she only saw him from the you know rear, and she thought he just had long white hair, and that I thought he looked like Santa. And he turned around, he had on his little plaid vest and everything. He's like, hello, darling. And she was like, oh, it is Santa. I'm like, yeah. And you know where he went to? The bathroom. How did you know that? Well, because that's what they're known for. They have billboards promoting Bucky's that, that are simply promoting their bathrooms. Because I've told you, this door goes all the way to the bottom. That's important. Very important. Um, yes, he went straight to the bathroom and then I kind of waited on him cause I just wanted to see like what he was going to get, what he was doing. You know, I just kind of hovered around like the, the bathroom, not the bathroom, but like the drink machines and stuff. He came out, he got a Slurpee and then he got some kettle corn. All right. I can't get the hounds out of my ears. I don't think people can hear them. Um, when Keith Urban moved to Nashville. He found a roommate. He moved in with a guy who freebased cocaine. Well, there's a roommate for you. Um, so Keith says that, that, that growing up in Australia, that they were basically only pot smokers and, and not a whole lot more, that they don't have this, this, this drug problem like we do here in the States. Keith Urban says, and suddenly I'm with a guy who was freebasing coke. That was a whole other world that I fell into really fast. We, we teased this conversation last episode because we just didn't have time to get to it. Keith Urban is on the cover of the new issue of Rolling Stone Australia. It's not available on newsstands in the U.S. I'm sure you can find it online. But it is probably the most um, candid and, and revealing interview that I've... And Keith's pretty honest and transparent about most things, but he kind of takes a, a deeper dive with, with this particular interview with Rolling Stone. Yeah, I think he's talked about in the past. Everyone knows that, you know, when him and Nicole Kidman first started dating and got together, he went straight into rehab. Well, she had no idea. No idea of what was going on. And I think, you know, he wanted to, because he really cared about this woman and he wanted to get ahead of these problems that he was having. Um, so I know, you know, everyone knows pretty much that he is um, a recovering addict, but he has never really talked about it in depth that I'm aware of. Um, you know, about, as you said, how it started and that is how it started. He got a roommate and he moved in and this guy was freebasing cocaine and he was like, well, you know, I guess I'll give it a try. And, you know, it, it, he became addicted from that point. 
you know, there were so many great things that he said in the article. And one of them that I thought, you know, we talked on the last podcast about, you know, the the big book that is kind of the Bible of um, AA. And a lot of what is taught in AA and, and, and anytime you're trying to recover from something that is an addiction is to kind of, you hear people say a lot of times, get out of your head and to put your ego aside. Because it's really... Addicts can be very gre- uh, greedy, narcissistic. And narcissistic, and kind of egotistical. And I thought this was a great thing that he said. He said, I have a really great sponsor that I've had for years and years. And early on, we were sitting down talking, and he says, Keith, you know how much people think of you? This is good. And I said, how much? And he goes, rarely, Urban Chuckles. I carry that with me all the time, and I love it so much. And I think the point of that is for a lot of things. I think when you're going through hard times or when you're dealing with something it's all about you. It's all about you. It's not about how it impacts even the people around you or other people. And you sometimes you look at life through this filter, this lens of only yourself. And I also think it's it, it's a it's cautionary in that way, but I think it's also a good thing sometimes to to say to your kids, I always tell my girls this and other people that you know when something bad happens or you know somebody's talking about something that's going on or whatever, just leave it alone. Because you think it's your whole world and they're only talking about you and it's, you know, everybody's talking about it. And oh my gosh, everybody is, you know, my name is on everybody's lips. And guess what? Tomorrow someone else's is. So I I thought that was really good that he said that. And then the other thing was that um, he said he's been working the program, you know, for 15 years. And one of the things that I thought was so interesting is he said the reason that he doesn't talk very much about his sobriety is that it's a very personal thing. And not just his sobriety, but everyone's sobriety. Um, Anyone who's, you know, working a program or or having challenges. And he said, I don't want anyone thinking that I have a negative opinion of drugs or alcohol. I don't have any at all, none. I want people to come to my concert and do whatever the hell they want to do. I don't want people at my concert looking at the stage and thinking about sobriety, he continues. That would be the death of a gig for me. It's not what I want. I'm not here for that. I'm not an AA meeting. I'm on stage and I'm playing and I'm singing and we're going to have a great time and we're going to let go of everything and be in the moment. I think that is so interesting. Um, and you and I have talked about this before. There have been periods of your life where, um, for a long period where you didn't drink at all and we would go places and obviously we were in rooms where people were drinking a lot, drinking not so much, you know, concerts or whatever. People always become very concerned about the sober person. Right. When you don't drink. Right. And let me, let me say that, that I didn't have a problem with no, alcohol. I just didn't I do didn't, it. I didn't drink. You didn't do it for a while. And most people knew that you just didn't drink, but if it was a new group of people, they'd be like, was everything okay? Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. and then they would Which be is awkward. And then like, if you got up to go to the bathroom or something, they would say to me, is he okay? Like if we drink yeah. around him. Yeah. And I think that's one of the hardest things is like, you know, if, if say you're, say you're recovering alcoholic and you're marrying someone and they're not, and you're planning a wedding and the big discussion becomes like, can we have alcohol at the wedding? Can we have, you know, can we have a band because then people are dancing? Is that going to make you want to drink? And what makes you decide to pick up drugs or alcohol is very personal to you. And I think people don't understand sometimes that every person's trigger is not the same. You know, there are some alcoholics who could honestly later in life probably go to a bar, although I'm saying most sponsors probably wouldn't think that was a good idea. But the point of this is, and not be triggered. Everybody has different things. I think it's interesting, though, that that Keith Urban says this about the concert experience, the Keith Urban concert experience with with him being sober, because the people in the the crowd who are drinking or on drugs or, or whatever they don't have access 
to him. Does that make sense? Correct. You would never, ever, or you should never, ever, if an addict be around people who, who use. Correct. You know, it just, it, it doesn't make sense. It's not a good thing. So I think it's easy for him to say that about a concert crowd of 20,000 people because he's not going to interact with them, you know? Absolutely. Backstage. He's very protective. Very, very protective. Yes. And then there's, there's very little, if any, alcohol because he's in direct contact yes. with those people backstage that are, are, are on his payroll or are friends or family. Yes, but what I love about the conversation is that he's not on stage preaching. It's True. not it's not an AA meeting. You know, a lot of Keith's songs, and, and probably some people don't know this, a lot of his songs have veiled references to to his sobriety or times when he was struggling. And, you know, I um I, I don't know. I, I just think it, I think it's interesting that he says that. You know, it's not his job to um be someone's sponsor. I'm sure he would and he'd be more than happy to tell someone that there is life on the other side. But he's not gonna tell you how to come to his concert. No, exactly. Come come how you're comfortable. Come how you're comfortable to and have, have a good, good time. time. Yeah. yeah. And I love that it'd be he's you know he says it'd be a death gig if everybody was just out there just, you know, having a prayer meeting, you know. Just for a timeline, um Nicole Kidman staged an intervention just before Keith's 40th birthday in 2006 and four months after their wedding. Keith Urban went into rehab, Betty Ford, like on a Tuesday. That Saturday night, if I recall, he played the Fox Theater. He did. Here in Atlanta. And he had no clue at that time that behind the scenes there was an intervention being planned. The reporter who did the profile, this this cover story on Keith Urban, he writes, when I ask about that particular moment, meaning the intervention, the one that led to him checking into the Betty Ford Center, he gives me a look. It's kind, unprickly, but direct. That's very personal, he says. But then he opens up about it. But as a reporter, uh, you, that, that's very personal territory, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think it because you, you don't know how they're going to react. No, because I think at times those stories involve spouses and potentially even children. And, you know, I just think that, um, yeah. And I think it's okay to have some parts of your life and some parts of your story that are just yours. You know, everybody's so hungry for everyone's story and the backstory and what really happened and what really, what's really going on. And sometimes, you know, it's just like you're, your personal story is not everyone else's fodder. Preach. Yeah. We'll include a link. We'll include a link to the Rolling Stone Australia uh, cover story with Keith Urban in the letter this Saturday. Hit your inbox around nine ten, and I'll tell you how you can subscribe for free uh, later in this episode of the My Second Act podcast. We're making the ordering process easier for your family at Dinner Affair. To keep things simple, the packages are, are much, the dinner packages are not, uh, now much more straightforward. The Dinner Affair goal, Jen and Stephanie Wright, small business owners. The goal is to feed two, three, or four adults, depending on, on the number of mouths that you have to feed at your home and in the package that you choose. 15 new dinner uh, dinners are posted every month at dinneraffair.com. You go in, you pick and choose the ones that you want. Every now and then, you're going to see a, 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 a family favorite recycled back into the monthly menu, and you grab it. Sometimes you can order more than one. 
dinner. Not all of them, but sometimes you can. And I've done that before, like the chicken pot pie. We talked about it. All white chicken breast meat. So important in the gravy. I, I ordered, I think, three chicken pot pies. We've got one in the freezer right now, as a matter of fact. Love it. We also have um, we have some friends. Unfortunately, they're going through a tough time right now. And we were – it was so easy. We – just an easy decision. We um, wanted to take some food over to them and um, we wanted it. It's great when you, you know, you make homemade meals obviously to take to people, but sometimes people have so much food that they don't need it. Then what they need are things for later. So if you have somebody in your life, you know, it may be somebody that's had an operation and just is not going to be able to get to the grocery store or cook as much. You know, these are great meals for those kinds of things. If, even if your family um, doesn't need you know, extra meals, or maybe it's just not on your radar right now, but you're trying to figure out what to get someone as a gift or, or, or again, a neighbor or a friend or someone in your book club, or maybe a parent that's kind of going through a tough time. These are great gifts to give. And, um, you can do that through dinner fare as well. Free delivery, no contract. They ship nationwide and a money back guarantee. Dinneraffair.com, dinneraffair.com. $30 off your first order. Caddy 2021 is the promo code. Caddy is spelled C-A-D-D-Y. Let's get that right. Caddy 2021 at dinneraffair.com. And listen, not every night is dinner fair night. Tonight it was a breakfast for dinner here at the house, you know, which is always a crowd favorite. Dinneraffair.com. We have a small ask of you three things. Follow this podcast so that you don't miss anything coming up, like the bonus episode of the CMA Awards After Pod this Saturday. Invite and encourage three people or more in your circle to enjoy the podcast and listen to the end of each episode for some nonsense and show our sponsors some love. Very important. Gallery Furniture in Gainesville. Ask for the Wolfman. Ask for Donna. Um, Dinner Affair. Also, Dr. Fahrenheit Heating and Air, who sponsored the Sassy Stompers clogging team. Which I meant to tell you this one thing. We were talking about um, your cousin at the beginning. Yes, Anne. Uh, Clayton, Mr. Clayton Cloggs. Mm Mm-hmm. He brought it up, and he said he is willing to uh, give it a whirl. Mm-hmm. For real? Yeah. Yeah. Where did you receive that message? I, I train with a man. Okay. Fair I hear enough. I hear a lot of stuff you don't want to know from Mr. Clayton Clark. <laughs> we are at the App and Podcast Network, 30 miles directly north of downtown Atlanta in awesome Alpharetta, Georgia. We love living here. We've lived here for uh, 18, 19, 20 years. Whether it's going to festive events with the family in downtown Alpharetta or in Avalon, there's truly something special about Alpharetta for the holiday season. Uh, you, you will not find another place uh, where you find everything to make the holidays brighter, magical, more festive, besides right here in, in our backyard in awesome Alpharetta, Georgia. I know I had someone ask me the other day, they were, they're moving from um, Texas actually to Alpharetta. And they were like, what do you love about Alpharetta? And I honestly did not skip a beat. And I said, everything. And this is the truth. And they were like, well, tell us something that, you know, you don't like about it or you would change. And I, I said, I don't have anything. I really don't have anything. I love our community. And I love all of the new restaurants. And when I say restaurants um, and shopping thing, they're not not necessarily chain things. These are great restaurants that we have some amazing chefs even from that have restaurants inside the perimeter that have come out here and have opened new restaurants out here in Alpharetta specifically for our area. So if you're looking for somewhere to go to, to try a new restaurant, you don't have to drive downtown, you know, and we talk about this all the time. You don't have to take a $45 Uber 
you know, drive down to downtown Atlanta, come to Alpharetta, spend the day, actually make a day and night of it. Play a while and stay a while during the holidays here in Alpharetta. Uh, make a whole weekend getaway or staycation or if you are, you know, within a four-hour drive of Alpharetta and so many of our pod peeps are, come for a weekend. Come for a weekend. Play a while and stay a while. And tell us and we'll meet you, right? After playing here for the holidays for a few days, stay a while. One of Alpharetta's 30 modern and upscale hotels to make it a great getaway or staycation. Downtown Alpharetta is going to host a season of celebration the first three nights in December. And this event will feature the downtown tree lighting on the first Friday night. And then you get a mix of wintry and merry activities each of the remaining Friday nights and some great family photo ops with the holiday decor. You got 13 life-size nutcrackers placed around downtown Alpharetta. So think about that. A season of celebration the first three Friday nights in December. Remember when Will, who's now 22, was in the dinosaur stage? Oh, he's obsessed. All, all Boys have that stage. Obsessed. Dinosaurs are taking over Alpharetta. Dino Safari is going to open a special walkthrough exhibition at North Point Mall, November 19th until April 2022. These are so cool. If you haven't done one of these, these are amazing. These, I mean, it's, it's almost like for your kids, you're going through Jurassic Park. It is the coolest. Over 30 giant moving dinosaurs take you on safari. So you go on this expedition around the world. And you drop in to see all different kinds of dinosaurs living on each of the seven continents. And you can dig up ancient fossils, m- measure up to the massive T-Rex, and even race a raptor. How do you think I'd do with that, Don? I think you would fail miserably. Visit awesomealpharetta.com. Click on the Book Your Room button to compare rates at any of the 30 modern and upscale hotels to make it a great getaway or staycation here in our backyard. We'd love to have you. And as Donna said, reach out. We'll meet you for a... Yeah, we'll meet you at the Mercantile Social. Yeah, something. Somewhere. I mean, seriously. Let's add two songs to the Spotify Hype Song playlist. All right, you're first. Um, pass. What? Yeah, go. Oh, I'm not... Oh, you're not ready? Well, I... Okay. All right. Well, I am adding Parker McCollum. Okay? You know him, right? He's a Texas guy. He's a Texas boy. Country artist. Yeah. He, all country sound. Kind of. Yeah. He, like he's been influenced by, um, you know, Ryan Adams, John Mayer. He's kind of, yeah, he's kind of a uh, alt country guy. And so I am adding off of his first album, or actually I don't know if it was his first album, but um, anyway. Was it on a major label or was it an independent? Why are you asking me these questions? Okay. Um, well, he has his own record imprint. Did you know that too? I did not know that. Um, let's see. I think he's on MCA, Uncle Louie. Really? Uncle yes, he Louis is on, Louis. actually he is on MCA yep. now. Yep, 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 yep. Um, okay, so hang on. What is my song I'm adding? Because I'm adding an older one. Hell of a Year. Yes, Hell of a Year. That's right. So it's from one of his older albums. I'll find that later. Sorry. Um, but I love this song. And I have to tell you, Parker McCollum did not come up on my radar. And here's how this came up. I was listening to, um, I was listening to our... <laughs> playlist and then you know how Spotify offers you suggestions and he was one that came up and I was like oh my gosh this is such a great song didn't know he sang it and went and started kind of going down this rabbit hole with him but I knew why I loved it because I love like John Mayer and that kind of music but um we already have a song on there right that I added from not Parker. this song we have right a right one. Yes. another one I believe yes we do so check that out I was gonna add uh, drunk and I don't want to go home that's why I passed we already quick. have that I one. know so I'll, I'll circle back around for my addition to the Spotify hype song playlist, simple search on Spotify. All right. What is a ghost kitchen? 
It's our kitchen. Most nights. When I'm not in it. Oh, oh, oh. you're going to be here all night. Tip your bartenders and waitresses. Inspire Brands is an Atlanta-based company. They own Arby's and Buffalo <laughs> Wild Wing, I think. Yes. And, um, uh, Papa John's. Yes. They announced that they are developing and rolling out a ghost kitchen. What does that mean exactly? But, uh, let me jump ahead real quick. Wendy's says that by 2025, they're going to have like 750 ghost kitchens throughout the United States. What is this? Well, I want to know what you think it is. Like, tell me what you think. I don't know. You have I have no, no idea. idea because I would think that if you want a, um, a, a Wendy's double stack, you got to go to a Wendy's to get it right now. So basically what a ghost kitchen is, is it's a, um, it's a delivery only restaurant or like a virtual type of kitchen, a commissary kitchen. Think of a big kitchen. So a lot of times what they will do, what companies will do is they will go in and find places that have space, um, that, don't necessarily need it at certain hours okay. or times of the day. And a lot of times it's at night. And so they will go in as, um, say there's even a brand that we've wanted to have in Atlanta that for whatever reason we don't have. They might come in and just open a ghost kitchen and do delivery only meals through DoorDash or Uber I Eats. See. So like all of a sudden, like if you're like, if you start looking on like Uber Eats or DoorDash, and again, your city has different ones if you're listening in a different city, but say for Atlanta, it all of a sudden it popped up like Guy Fieri or something. You're like, where's that? Where did he open one of those? So it's like a, in, a, in a warehouse somewhere. It's in a warehouse somewhere. And wow, so okay. it's just for um, delivery. And it's kind of smart if you think about it because- you Save a lot of money. Save a ton of money in overhead. And it kind of started popping up prior to COVID as sort of a cool hip thing, like where restaurants would do almost like pop-up restaurants. And that was when people were still going into restaurants at the time. And then when COVID came about, ghost kitchens surged because people weren't going in to eat as much. Um, and it was a way for restaurants to who had really cool chefs or ideas to do things, like you said, without spending a ton of money. And now they've just kind of stayed on. And if you ever look at night, and I know this because sometimes I'm working at night and I'm starving, um, and you look on like Uber Eats or DoorDash, you're like, where's that? Now, things can go really well. Or if you've ever gotten something from Uber Eats and you thought it was going to just be amazing, it could go really bad. And I will say, I have eaten at the Guy Fieri in Cancun and the Cancun airport. Not a good idea. It just in general, in general. But would you try a, a ghost kitchen if, if he opened one in Atlanta? Probably because I would have access to a bathroom. Let me ask you this. So when you open a ghost kitchen, it is always the, the method of delivery, food delivery is not directly to the consumer. It's, is it always through a DoorDash or a Uber Eats? Most of the time. And here's like, the can thing. You go pick up? No. Okay. I don't think so. I mean, maybe some you can. Here's the other thing. Most large chains do ghost kitchens and they it's a different name. Like you don't know who they're associated with. I'll give you a couple of examples. Like Burger Den and Meltdown are ghost kitchens for Denny's. And so what they may do is only do like Meltdown, maybe grilled cheeses or a patty melt. I don't know what that concept is, but you know, Burger Den, instead of offering the 4,000 things that Denny has on the menu, they do like a side ghost kitchen with just hamburgers or, or whatever. Or grilled cheeses. Or grilled cheeses, yeah. Um, like, oh, Charlie's has Dockside Charlie and then Coop and Run, which is like a chicken, you know, um, chicken finger type thing. And then um, Chili's has just wings, which is just wings. And it's kind of brilliant if you think about it, because if you think of the, like, if you go to Chili's, there's probably like... Of all the things on the menu, there's probably like four or five things that people order over and over and over again. And those are the most popular items. So if you like take those items off the Chili's menu and offer them at the ghost kitchen, it's brilliant. 
You know, like you can just get wings, like just get wings. But they may not advertise that they're associated with chilies or whatever. Well, that's probably smart for them. Because if you're not a fan of a certain restaurant brand, you wouldn't order from their ghost kitchen, right? Yeah, like Roadhouse, Logan's Roadhouse has really good chicken, chicken, chicken tenders, chicken tenders, and their ghost kitchen is called um, Tender Shack. It's just, it's just chicken and so would it fries. pop up that way on your app? Yeah. Okay. Yep. All right. There you have it. There you have it. Atlanta-based Inspire Brands jumping into the ghost kitchen lane with uh, their brands, including Arby's and Buffalo Wild Wings and Papa John's and a few others. Um, next episode, we will have Mr. Um, Cameron. Oh, boy. On the My Second Night podcast. But quickly, how, how are things going there as we prepare for the uh, Woodstock Christmas break? I mean, I'm kind of glad we're talking about it when he's not on here because it really puts me on the spot when you, like, pot him in out of nowhere and he comes in. He's just, I mean. He's a lot. I know, but I'm, oh, I've got to be careful because I know he's listening. But it's just, he is intense. Like, intense. I mean, like, this all... I wish you would just kind of admit that this started off as like, okay, I just was kind of jokingly saying that I wanted to clog. And then you, as usual, take it and want to like turn it into some huge. Sell it. Yeah. And you it's sell like. It first. You sell it. Right. And, and it's, I'm just telling you, I think it's putting me and a lot of these people who are on this team. And I'm saying that in quotes because they don't really want to be on this team. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's putting us in an awkward position. He yells. I mean, Kat, he yells. Like he screams at people. He screamed at Laura last week. I mean, like he's just like he's very intense, and he is determined to win this trophy. And we're not, we're not going don't to. Don't tell him that. Don't tell him that. I, tell him. I can't. I'm going to visit with Donna at Gallery Furniture tomorrow uh, around lunchtime, and uh, Donna is one of the co-captains with you. That's my Donna, and, and and Donna from from Gallery, and she's been in it to win it from the very beginning. And I think that maybe you should adopt her. Uh, what are you thinking? Her attitude, her philosophy about okay, the well, she, I am, I am, but she's only made like every other practice because she lives further away. And then he like, he, when people don't show up, he wants to call them on the phone, like yeah. yell at them, find out where they are. It's just, I gotta tell you, it's a lot. I mean, it is a lot. And I'm, I don't want to be mean, but I'm kind of blaming you for getting all right. us all into this situation. All comes back to me. Don't let him listen to this episode. Okay. I, I can drag I can control that. I'm serious. All right. Gallery Furniture, 1600 Brownsbridge Road, Gainesville. Do not be alarmed if you go by the showroom, the 16,000-square-foot showroom, and, and you see Donna, ask for Donna, and she's clogging around while she's showing a, 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 a sofa sleeper because yeah. she's practicing as well, she works. And she was doing this long before I even said that I wanted to do clogging. This is her and Brandon's thing. So, yeah, just more fun. They always have fun. If you need furniture today, Go see Donna. Go see Marilyn. Uh, Donna is the daughter of the Great Wolfman, and Marilyn is Donna's daughter, who is the granddaughter of the Great Wolfman. They have inventory right now at Gallery Furniture Gainesville that you're not going to find anywhere else. You're not going to because of the supply chain problems. And, and we started warning you about that months ago because Donna, ask for Donna, uh, knew that there were going to be problems because of the pandemic. And and, 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 and and so she ordered literally overnight hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars of inventory. It's available right now. All right. You find it. You take it home. She'll strap it on your Corolla and send you down 985 southbound to Gwinnett County or wherever you may be. And people, listen, it's worth the drive from wherever you're listening right now. 
I would even consider out of state to gallery uh, to gallery furniture to get uh, to get what you're looking for. Yeah, they've got beauty rest mattresses stocked up like all along like a wall. It's almost like beds look like like NASCAR cars. They're just like lined up, and you can you know choose different price points. You can choose you know um, different types of mattresses. Like what kind do you want and you know, then along to go along with those mattresses, you're not going to have to go like, you know how, like when you're trying to put a bedroom together, you have to go, okay, I'm going to go to the discount mattress place. And then uh-huh. I'm going to go here and get the bed frame. And then I'm going to try to swing by maybe a home goods and just see if I can find something that matches that's not, you know, so expensive. I can get an end table. She has all of this. It's like one-stop shopping. Get your mattress, pick out your bed frame. She has amazing little side tables and end tables, console tables for TVs, dressers, chairs. I mean, you get it all done in one place and then you've got plenty of time. Like you don't have to, you know, the amount of time that you spend going to all these different places to try to source things and then you get them home and it doesn't work. And you're like, now where did I get this thing? I've got to take it back. And it takes 10 more times to get it back. Don't do that to yourself. Why are you looking at me? Because you've done that so many times Okay, before. You okay. have, but, okay. but you have. Have you ever bought a piece of furniture? Yes, I am. For this house. Okay. No, not for this house. Okay. Let's continue. Gallery Furniture, 1600 Browns Patrol, Gainesville. Ask for the Wolfman. Ask for Donna. Donna is still at the Gainesville store nearly every single day. And I look forward to seeing her uh, tomorrow. She truly is a, a, a special, you know, you grew up with Donna, but uh, she's special to our family. She and Marilyn both. And, and the Wolfman was as well. So we appreciate their partnership with the My Second Night Podcast. Adele, Sunday night, has a two-hour TV special. Are you going to make it through? You love Adele. <laughs> Are you going to make it through? 15-time Grammy winner uh, is with Oprah. I cannot wait. Okay. And I've seen some some photos from the interview that's already been recorded. And it looks like she's at the same place that she was for uh, Megan and, and Prince Harry. Uh, no, I don't think that's the case. She is actually. It looks like it. No, she's actually in L.A. I was going to tell you Well, this. that's where they were for. But she, maybe at the top of it they are. But like. It's the um, oh, we went here. It's the well, that's the um, concert the Getty portion. Center. Yeah, it's the Getty Center. Yeah, that's the concert portion. If you ever been to the Getty Center, it's beautiful. If you ever go to um, California, LA, you got to go there. You take this tram up, and it's just the most amazing pieces of art. It's incredible. Like the view of the city from up there is just amazing. So yeah, I think she's yeah she's doing her concert there, and then they're doing their talk. It's gonna be interesting. It's all part of the two hour special Sunday night on CBS. Uh, Oprah and Adele talk about diets, dating, and divorce. And I have a one-minute clip here we're going to share with you from from the show this coming Sunday. Um, what song does Adele open every concert with? Every concert. Hello? Yeah. Yeah, hello. Have you ever wondered why? Because she's saying hello. Well, because it probably uh, takes the most breath work, so she's got to get it done. Here's uh, Adele to explain why. The concert tonight is a celebration of your biggest hits mm-hmm. and the debut of the new songs yes. from 30. And you start with hello. Yes. Well, I think I'm always going to have to start with hello. It'd be a bit weird. Yeah. It was like halfway through a set. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So, yeah, I'm starting with it. Okay. So that music video has been viewed nearly three billion times. Three billion? Wow. Three oh, I didn't know that. billion times. Billion? That's insane. Yeah. That song means so much to people all around the world. It does, yeah. So what does it represent to you? Well, the show is the first time that I, you know, that I'm singing it f- from where I am now. Yes, which I think is great. Um, the song to me was the beginning of me trying to find myself, and I hadn't figured out yet what it was that I had to do for that. But when I wrote it, it was a real ode to like little me 
older me, like all of these things like, you know, so it's just a song about like, I'm still here. You know, it's sort of like, hi, I'm still here. Like I still exist, like, you know, in in every aspect of my life. Three billion streams. Unbelievable. I'll tell you one thing that I find that's kind of resurfaced. Um, You know, in the last podcast, we were talking about um, the whole Travis Scott incident and everything. And one thing that has come back up is video. It's resurfaced of Adele at her concert when a fan fainted and they had to have a medic come in and she stopped her show. And she's like, whoa, 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 we've got someone down. There's a medic trying to get through. Like she's assisting the med, like, you know, part the crowd. You come up here, go over there. And there's a lot of videos coming out about plenty of um, artists who have done that, like the Foo Fighters, um, some really big mosh bands who have had to stop concerts and say, need to take it down. We're going to just stop. and it's getting too physical. Yeah, everybody just take a breath, take a step back, calm down. So I just think it's very interesting when, you know, Again, it's it's kind of like the uh, the internet comes to the rescue when anyone because I'm, the things that you're hearing are well, it's impossible for an artist to stop a show from. No, it's not, and here's the proof. You know, the concert portion of the special Sunday night is uh, going to include six of Adele's most beloved tracks, including "Rolling in the Deep," "Skyfall," "Someone Like You." I'm sure she'll do "Hello" and uh, some new stuff too. And the album's got to be dropping here pretty soon, right? If, she, if this is airing Sunday night, if not next Friday, you would think. Uh, 8 o'clock Eastern, Sunday night on CBS. You have a pod peep for this episode, Don? I do. I do. So um, I have a pod peep. He listens. He is one of our most faithful listeners. And he was also uh, my neighbor growing up. You've heard me talk about the Oliver's Billy house. Oliver. Yeah, Billy Oliver, the Oliver's house. So he said, hey, Donna, catch up on the podcast. And I heard you mention the Oliver party house. That was his house. We always had a great time. I remember us out, out, out in the yard playing games, having fun. Do you remember when Ken – that was his brother, Ken Oliver, brought Julie Roberts over to the house. Of course, she looked nothing like she does today. Um, Julie Roberts went to high school with all of us, her in Campbell High School. Her name was Julie Roberts at the time. And um, he said, you know, he thinks that we, that Ken and everybody, we all hung out with Donna Rogers, which I know we did, um, from gallery. Right. So um, he said, I would like to meet your hubby one day. And this is my favorite part. I love when people end like with something like, you know, a good ending. Get this. If you need good Christmas decorations for your house, come to At Home in Buford, where I work and shop. Would love to see you, Billy Oliver. So we're going to put a little, you know, we're going to put a little uh, ad in there for old At Home and Billy Oliver. If you need Christmas decorations, go see him out in Gwinnett. And yes, we would love to go to lunch at some point. Don't forget, we can connect five afternoons a week now on the Bear 92.5. How's it going? It's going fantastic. Having a lot of fun. Truly am. It's a lot of fun. A lot of fun. I was down there. I went in this morning to do the morning show with Cal and, and Robbie. Cal Cross, uh, we used to work together at the old Y106, Hit Country. And Mark Wills called in. I love it. Which was uh, very kind, Mark, to uh, to call and wish me well. Yeah, I tell you, I, I've told you this. I, I got very emotional. I almost got like chill bumps the, when I, you know, turned it on and, and you, on Monday, and you did your first break. It was just like, I was like a little parent, so proud of their like child oh. and go back. But it was, I was really proud of you. And I keep saying this to you, but I, I really, really am. Because, you know what, it's, I guess it's like riding a bike, but. After two years, it's it's different. You know, you worked at the same place for 26 years. Same studio, same mic, same people, same. So I just, I'm really, really proud of you because I know it's out of your comfort zone, um, but you're doing a great job. And everybody's been reaching out to me. Do not worry if you don't live on the South Side because people will say like, oh, you know, but I don't live down there. I got to tell you, I Bluetooth the app and it, it's no different than how you're listening to the podcast right now. So Unless you're just sick of us, frankly. I mean, I did think about that. There could be some people who are like, boy, this is overload. Like, We're not done yet. Yeah, we're not done yet. So, 
Uh, World domination. You can download a very simple search in the Apple App Store or Google Play. The Bear 925. No period or digit or dot or what do do the radio folks say? Yeah. It'd be a point, right? A point, yeah. Uh, None of that. You can listen to it on Spotify. 925. Uh, Hey, Alexa. Yeah. Play The Bear 925. Apple CarPlay. Yep. And uh, most containers. So excited about uh, the return to terrestrial radio. In the afternoon, we're at Cadillac Jack. Weekdays, 3 to 7 Eastern, on the Bear 92.5. Audio for this episode of My Second Act from CBS and Oprah. To air an Oprah clip, you got to fill out a lot of forms. Seriously, I would imagine. Yeah, there's paperwork involved. She's watching over us. This episode of the My Second Act podcast produced by Preston Thompson, host of the Georgia Politics podcast. PT is also editor of The Letter, which is our e-newsletter component to the podcast, a fun and uh, easy four-minute read delivered to your inbox for free every Saturday morning at nine ten. Well, and ho- ho- hopefully, if he needs some assistance, or if he is like, has something happened, like PT, he's fine. Like I heard that little. He's fine, but I he's heard, waiting on this episode. But right I now heard the because warning because it's going to be uploaded in like an hour. I know, but I heard the warning go off, the Amber Alert, and I'm like, is that PT? Okay, like, Donna, do we need to go find Donna. him? All right. To subscribe to the letter, text left on red. Red is the color, R-E-D, left on red, no spaces, to the number 22828. This morning, going in to do the morning show with Cal and Robbie, I made a left on red. I was go- I was going to call you. It was like what? 7.30 this morning. Uh, You're in, just in, now trolling this out. In Fayetteville, um, where the Bear Studios are in downtown Fayetteville, Georgia, there's, a, uh, there's one on Tiger Lane. And it's a left on red. And it was rush hour this morning. I'm trying to get to the radio station. And it was just, a, it was it was crowded. It was it's crowded down there. A lot and, of people And what fatal. did you think? Self? Self, you probably shouldn't do this. And you have been against it for nearly two years. I think that's when left on red was introduced. But gas that sucker and go. I had to. I had places to be. All right. A big thanks to uh, Steve Mitchell. Production assistance from Steve Mitchell and Ingold Studios in Atlanta. New episodes on Tuesday. And Thursday of Cadillac Jack, my second act, part of the Appen Podcast Network.